1: Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zaka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary of Premier. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vicarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Coleman. Dr. Zampson.
2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly as uh, the 2021 NFL season has concluded and Super Bowl 56 is now in the books as the uh, LA Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. So, uh, we will extract that game, if you will, and uh, kind of break it down a little bit um you know it it, it is very uh i guess uh lackluster in some ways but uh you know it was something that everybody kind of wanted to see how it would turn out so we now know the results of that and uh we will uh you know we'll, we'll examine it and i guess as always we compare it to uh you know where the dolphins are at right and um you know, I guess in some circles, some people may say, you know, that it makes it seem like it's a a reachable thing, and in other circles, it may seem like it's uh, worlds apart. So, so there's that, and uh, of course, there is some dolphin news that uh, you know we will discuss some uh, some hirings, coordinators, and things as that, and then of course, uh, Brian Flores has now added the. Uh, the Houston Texans uh, to his list uh, in the lawsuit. So um, that continues to grow as far as that goes. Now, um, staying on uh, the Super Bowl, you have uh, Cooper Cup winning the MVP, and uh, you basically had uh, the old uh, veteran QB in Matthew Stafford, and uh you know the 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 new phenom, I guess if you will, and Joe Burrow, and that was the uh, excitement in there um, however, I think that when you when you look at you know the way that that comes down uh you know i don 't know rich if it 's me, but you know when i when I watch these games, you know, I just get a weird feeling at the end of these games because it just seems to me like uh it's almost like. It, people achieve this now, um, I don't want to say much more easily, because that's not fair, but you know, the first things that struck me, and we're going to get into the whole game and all that, but the first thing that struck me is that Sean McVay probably won this game with another more than lackluster offensive game plan. I mean, he almost, almost how to do it in spite of himself, right? And then I look at Matthew Stafford, you know, with, with what I consider uh, a lackluster, you know, I mean, not lackluster, Listen, he, had the, he had the drive at the end, I got that, he had three touchdowns, he did have two picks, though, you know, but it just seemed like, um, you know, these guys, they achieve this, you know, obviously we do a show with a guy who's uh, – criticized for not winning a Super Bowl as if he's not capable of winning it and so my point is when i watch these teams in recent years do it it just seems like it's you know it, 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 it's nothing uh extraordinary if you will that's that's the first thing that came to my mind on it i, I don't know how it's, you... it's
1: far, from, uh, far from extraordinary i mean you know none of those none of the quarterbacks played great yesterday i mean i, I think you know beckham getting hurt I think that game would have been a blowout. Beckham does get hurt. I don't even think it's close. I think that that was the, that totally changed the whole thing. But again, Sean McVay does not know how to finish, like you know, finish off a team early. Like he gets he gets a lead and then he, he takes a foot off the gas pedal. And he never, he never, you know, he never goes for it. It's like always seems to let the other team catch up. Like he, he tries to like like protect a lead like before halftime almost. You know, it's a very, yeah, a very strange approach that way. In
2: well, this particular case, uh, he seemed like he had a hard time getting started. First off, right? I mean, the the yeah. the running and running and running was was uh, uh, bizarre. Uh, it was almost too much. But then, when when Beckham got hurt. It seemed like, you know, he had to compensate, overly compensate. And the thing that just rang to me, and, you know, we'll get into the MVP and all that, but regardless of all that, I, I kept thinking to myself, you have the best receiver in football. Why are you hitting yeah, the panic I, button? You have the best receiver in football. I mean, that should account for something. You
1: would think. I just, yeah, yeah man, I just. Well, uh, well you, know, you know how it is, too. If, if you win a Super Bowl and and you're the quarterback and you don't get the MVP that means you didn't play well because they can go overboard to give it to the quarterback so you know yeah they, they right do. There that he didn't have a great game you know? yeah actually let me uh
2: let me run run the stat lines for everybody at home uh so uh 23-20 uh, they win this game and uh, and on their last drive Stafford goes ahead of course he's Stafford winds up 26 for 40 283 Three touchdowns, two interceptions. Now, that's close. I mean, those numbers in itself are close. The two picks certainly stick out to me I mean that's close to MVP numbers you know Uh, it it is it's like right on that cusp Cooper Cup 8 for 92 with two touchdowns he of course wins the MVP Beckham was 2 for 52 with the touchdown and gets hurt early so he's on his way to a monster game of course there's no way of knowing whether that continues and he does but he certainly looked like he was on his way to something really special uh, before that knee injury now on the other side of the ball Burroughs was 22 for 33 for 263 yards. He had the one touchdown and no interceptions. And uh, Mixon was 15 for 72 on the ground. Now, T. Higgins was the star receiver of the game with four receptions for 100 yards and the two touchdowns. And, of course, there was that one big controversial play. And then uh, Jamar Chase was five for 89. So a lot of people did a lot of decent things. Didn't seem like anybody was extraordinary in there. Um, Before we break the game down, just on the MVP, you know, uh, selection itself, you know, I I didn't think anybody stood out. I did think that Donald was probably going to get it. I thought I would have probably given it to Donald. I know Cup had that other touchdown at the end of the game when it was called back. Then he wound up getting the one-yard touchdown. Uh, But the fact that Donald – then had that, uh, you know, the two basic plays. I mean, he had the third and one, which was outstanding, to, you know, to keep him back. And then he basically had a sack of Burrows to win the game at the end of that on that fourth down. Of course, he threw it and he didn't, you know, so it doesn't count as a sack. And then he had two other sacks in the game. So, uh, you know, could have either way, uh, I think I would have leaned towards that. I didn't think anybody, like I said, was outstanding. What's your thoughts on the MVP, just the MVP?
1: I was shocked that he gave it the cup. I really didn't expect that. I was I was like, wow, you know. I mean, I didn't have any feeling for it either way. I mean, I, I thought Stafford was going to get it because they always give it to the quarterback. Not that I thought not deserved it overwhelmingly. But, you know, now that you say Darnold, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if they gave it to him. They never really thought about it, you know. Right. But yeah, I don't think it really stood out above everybody. I, you know what I mean? It was a, especially a team win. You know, I don't think it was like, there was nobody that really that stood out with like, what an unbelievable game. No. You know?
2: No, it was it wasn't yeah, there was nobody that really was outstanding in a standout situation. No. Um, I thought the best way to describe Aaron Donald was that he was a menace the entire day but then in the then the second half of that game just seemed to really, you know, be turning it on. He had those two sacks and then in that last drive, like I said, I thought that those final two plays, he took over the Super Bowl and basically won that for them. Because keep in mind now, they're down by three. That mixed extra point is huge. They're not in a situation where Burrows has to go down and score six. Yeah. I mean, they, can, they have I one of the best kickers in football. All he has to do is get into field goal range. So very questionable third down and one call there, but irregardless, Aaron Donald basically stopped that first down on his own uh, wow. with, with, without leverage, right? I mean, he's in back of the guy and pulling him back. And then on the next play to come in and, and, and basically sack Burrows. And he had a couple guys open. If you look at the tape, he had a tight end that was open but wasn't his first look. And he had Chase wide open. Uh, but. Obviously, absolutely no time to throw it to anybody, uh, and and that was basically the Super Bowl. That's why I would have given it to him.
1: Yeah, I, I think that Zach Taylor had a poor, poor game. Uh, you know, poor game, play. you said? Yeah, I think it, it, you know when they scored that when they had that gift touchdown, you know, with the face mask, you know, the start of the second half, and then they got right. the ball back right away for driving, and they scored right. the touchdown there. And they put a lot of pressure on that. And I don't right. think they tried hard enough at the end zone. I think they were satisfied with a field goal there and I think that was a huge mistake.
2: How about the uh how about the fact that he was overly aggressive going for that fourth down early? Um and I then that was two, you, he, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I mean, you know, uh, yeah,
1: I, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: I was just going to say, I-, I thought that they were in a situation where uh, from watching this team play all year, I-, I thought that the Rams were extremely close to losing the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, it just seemed like the Cincinnati Bengals stuck around. As they do, they they withheld that knockout blow, which they've done all throughout the playoffs. And they've been down by a lot more than that. And it got to a certain point when the Cincinnati Bengals took the lead. I said, you know, if Stafford doesn't get something going here and put points on the board, it's one more touchdown by the Cincinnati Bengals and this game is over. And the Bengals just could not seem to do that. They just could not get anything going time and time again, and it turned out that no team basically got it going until that last drive where the you know the Rams were able to obviously score that touchdown to put them ahead for good and not with you know without controversy, obviously, there was the huge missed face mask like you said uh, on the on the Higgins touchdown, but I thought that that first First one, not the second one, but the first hold on that crucial third down and one, uh, I thought was, I don't know if I would have threw the flag on that. I thought that was a little bit weak. For an officiating crew that didn't call penalties the entire game, to call that one uh, on that play to give them another first down there, I thought was a little. The only thing is there,
1: the only thing on that play is, you think that guy doesn't bat the ball away if he doesn't do that?
2: Do I think he doesn't bat the ball away? Um, uh, you know, I mean. He
1: doesn't hold him. he does it. So, I think that's why you got to call it there. You know? So, if he
2: doesn't hold, if, if he doesn't have that, that, hey, listen, I understand he had his hand on there. There was, you know, there was some pulling there.
1: He pulled the jersey, and I don't think he does that. I don't think he gets his hand on the ball without that. That's why I think you got to call it. You know is it
2: a complete pass then you think it's a complete pass if he doesn't have that old? That's what you're saying, I, or are you
1: just saying he doesn't I I necessarily he' he' get it, it away but then then it's yeah, I think it's got a chance to be a complete pass I can't tell right right you yeah, know? I think that's what you have to call it you know
2: I mean, I think the one after that in the end zone was obvious you, you throw yeah. a flag there, which gives them you know basically the ball on the one yard line um but uh, you know, just this is an officiating crew that just really was not over officiating for you know 50, 58 minutes. You know, and so but that I mean, that,
1: that, so, that that miss on that face mask play though is inexcusable. I mean, that's so what horrible.
2: do you do though? So what do you do though? You're saying that a makeup you, call?
1: No, no, no. I'm not saying a makeup call. How do you miss yeah. that? Yeah, what I, I understand.
2: That? It's a yeah, it's an egregious yeah, miss. There's no doubt about yeah. it, but I'm not really one for makeup calls, and that's my point. It almost seemed like a makeup call.
1: Yeah. I and know there was
2: something there. I know you can throw it, and like, you know, uh, it's I, like I
1: said again, I don't think the guy gets his hand on the ball without that. You know.
2: Okay. So. That's fair, so, and, and uh, you thought to... that, that was enough. There was enough of a pull there to warrant yeah. that interference there.
1: Yeah, I would want the call if I was, um, you know, with my team. I would want the call there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't worry
2: yeah. that. Bad, you know. Yeah, I I mean I I could see it going both ways. I just thought that for a a game that basically was uh, uh uninterfered with um by officials for that long. That's yeah. such a major, major call, you know? I mean you've seen it on the next drive. You've seen a third and one with the Bengals end the game. So, you know, you that's an incomplete pass. There, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the you're in you're in territory. You're down by you're 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 down. You know, uh, to where you have to basically score a touchdown. A field goal is not going to do you much good there, right? Um, no. So you you know you're down by what four points. So I don't know. I mean, th- that's really going to be that's going to be the game, if you will, when you get to. Uh, <laughs> you know when you when you basically get to, uh, you know that fourth down, uh, everything's on the line there,
1: so uh, you well, know. And, and I guess said, it's amazing. It's amazing the game was as close as it was, with with Burroughs getting sacked seven times. I mean that's crazy, right? You would figure a yeah. guy gets sacked seven times, that game's a blowout, right? I
2: think that you know we've seen. Uh, so many Super Bowls, and then we said it last week. The matchup of that defensive line Against that offensive yes. line uh, You know, should have been The telltale sign for sure um, But you can't really say in a three-point game It really was it was and it wasn't Because they did do what they yeah. had to do And they did what they had to do at those times But it wasn't as Overwhelmingly dominant uh, That, you know, that it, it, it changed the game, if you will um, So, you know, yeah I, I, I agree with you in that sense I, I just thought that, um, I mean, they haven't a terrible offensive line, and they kind of caught Uh-oh. lightning in a bottle. I mean, they really did. I, you know, listen, Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they caught lightning in a bottle. I, I mean, the AFC is very good. Uh, time will tell whether they're going back. I don't think it's an automatic. I really don't. Well, I mean, they kind of got on the run. It's, it's
1: a run. It's a very frugal organization. You know, very frugal, which is they're a, not, not going to. Be a, they're not going to sign their guys. and They're not going to bring in big free agents. So there you at go. At the top of the list, list, right? Yeah,
2: right. You're, you're talking Bears and Bengals. Like I think at the and, you know at the top.
1: Sure. So the, I don't think they're going to maintain this. You know, I mean, Burrow's is a really good quarterback. They're going to be they're going to be good for a while. But you know, are they going to be able to add to that team? I don't see it. They're not going to bring in huge free agents of pay people. You know, and no. they're not going to you know. I'm sure they're going to lose guys. You know. And one key factor that
2: you can't overlook, he's already had a major, major knee operation, a serious knee injury in his career already.
1: Oh, yeah. He got
2: hurt at the end of that game. Um, they need to fix that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to fix that line or, you know, he it, he's problem. not going to stay injured uh, free, you know. I mean, I think that's the biggest concern there, um, you yeah. know, for sure, for sure. And uh yeah, I agree with what you say on those points. Um and, you know, we more than anybody else knows, you know, how difficult it is to to get there and then get back and it's you know, you can't take it for granted by far. I mean this was uh this was an opportunity, uh, you know, that it could have went either way. I, I found it I you know it sounds silly. I found it a very lackluster game in a lot of ways. Um it wasn't necessarily a game it that a I great
1: game. It wasn't a great game. at any point. It was a close game, but it wasn't a great game. I and mean, we've seen plenty of close games that were terrible. I mean, this it wasn't like a great game. I don't know. You know, it's been better than some of the sticker Super Bowls we've seen over the last 20 years. But, I mean, it wasn't yeah. great by any means, you know? No. No, it, it wasn't. And, uh,
2: you know, like I said, I mean, I just <laughs> – I never thought Matthew Stafford was going to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I really didn't. But obviously he was buried in Detroit for well, a long time. He was never
1: going to win there. We know that. You
2: know? No. That's for no. sure. Um, you know, so seeing it uh, as it played out, obviously, uh, was, you know, interesting to see, I guess. And then, uh, you know, I, I just, I I, I was kind of a proponent of the Rams, as you know. I've been for the last year, I, I've said you know that I thought that they were a real, they had a real, real uh, shot, and I thought that they w- were going to be back there. Um, you know, obviously Brady stood in their way, and then Aaron Rodgers again. Um, but you know, and you you made the point that you you had thought that they had given up way too much, and they were in dire straits. And you know, it just comes down to you win it. If they don't, then you are. But they did get it.
1: Right. So uh, it. when you look at yeah. And and that's really but all it, that matters. But this is the, uh, so yeah, it matters, right? But you, they gave up a lot of the future for this too, you know.
2: No doubt. But when you get it, uh, you know, I think it's I guess, uh, well worth it. I guess it. they and, had uh,
1: to establish themselves there. They really don't have a fan base. I know their parade yeah. today was in uh, Disneyland. You know, yeah. an hour away yeah. where, they, where they used to play. You know, right? So that's Perfect really something right there.
2: Yep, very good point. All right, stay on out, take a quick break, right back after this.
1: When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know. And listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. This is Don Schuler, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show.
0: You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
2: to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt as we recap the uh, 2021 season. And uh, just a remind you, you can catch all our episodes right on iTunes, go right to the iTunes Store. Uh, and uh, get our past ones or the current ones delivered right to your phone uh, automatically, and then you can send us any questions or comments, of course, the pacatello show at yahoo.com, and we will try to get to them. Uh, now, um, Rich, you brought up a very good point, and the point was that uh, you were talking about the um, basically the fans there, and one of the things that uh, – I don't know what it was. Like, I, 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 I don't know – why? But I got a weird feeling after the Super Bowl, to be honest with you, and uh, I think I don't know exactly what it was. Right? I mean, it just was—I wouldn't say melancholy. It just was really strange. Like I wasn't like I wasn't like. I mean, I'm never glad after Super Bowls. I haven't been glad after Super Bowls since 1982. No. You know, but uh, but I guess. I guess one of the things uh, that uh, to touch upon is because I think that the Rams fan base, like you said, is just such a fake fan base. It's just this, this, it's so fake. I mean, you have all these quasi celebrities that you know jumped up, like you know, kind of reminds me of the the 1988 LA Kings, right? And then and then you uh, and you look at the Bengals, and obviously there's such a die-hard fan base there, and so you know I do feel I do feel a little bit bad for them because obviously they've never won a Super Bowl, and this was like that. And when you compare the two fan bases, there's no comparison. As much as these people want to try to pretend that they're you know big you know diehard Rams fan. There's no way because I don't think any of them will really. Um, around in the 1980s, you know, like for that base, and I think there's a very small percentage, and the St. Louis fans certainly aren't traveling for that. They're they're, they're done, you know. I don't think that they are really. Uh, if there if there are still St. Louis Ram fans that are happy with it, that's fine. But how many of them are in that stadium? I don't think too many. So that bothered me with it, you know. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but you kind of brought it up, so I guess you know you kind of seen that too.
1: Well, you know it's. A- Terrible sports city, you know, Los Angeles, especially, you know, especially for football. It's awful. Now they have two teams that they don't support. So, you know, I don't know. San Diego should have stayed where they were. And, and, and the Rams, you know, moving there, I understand why, you know, the money, you know, uh, I got gotcha. you. They wouldn't have got a $5.5 million stadium in Anaheim. I, I got that. But I don't know. It's just, you know, they're not, I don't think, I don't think they're going to even sell out next year. How about that? You know? Yeah, like, I, I agree with you. With you. Yeah, no, I agree
2: with you. I think it's the kind of thing where, you know, it was uh, jump on the train while it was running, and, uh, you know, um, basically, uh, you know, it could bring out all these celebrities, and it was, you know, uh, to, you know, as much as you could possibly see at a, at, a, at a Super Bowl, and they were all there in droves. And you know, depending on how you feel like that, I think that could kind of hit the spectrum from this is neat to this is nauseating, right? And uh, you, know, and you then, know, what drove
1: me crazy yesterday—the the worst part of the day—I thought was how they tried to jam the Olympics down your throat instead of going to the locker rooms and like ch- <laughs> bringing you know, cup out, giving the MVP award. All of a sudden, the ball had a bobsled.
2: Yeah. Very very good point. Like I listen. NBC NBC is on its last leg, if you will, sports-wise. Right? I mean, what do they basically have? They have they have uh, so Sunday Night Football, which Al Michaels is now done with NBC, and then uh, and and what do they have? They have uh, uh, I mean, they don't have basketball anymore. They they really don't. Be, I mean, what what else do they basically have? Uh, you know, not much. So the fact that, like you said, I mean, this is this is the Super Bowl, and and they're cutting away. The to go to the Bob, so I get you. I, I understand that your network has the Olympics, but that to me was—I I, agree—I thought it was a little
1: strange at the, the very Super least. Ball. You're doing the Super Bowl, the most popular thing that people in the United States of America care in about in the world, don't, in don't, the world yeah, almost. No, I mean, yeah. But don't, but don't try to jam the the, the 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 Winter Olympics down our throats. We're never going to embrace that ever. You know, and you know we want to see the locker rooms, we want to see the players and coaches' reactions we want to see the m v p ceremony I mean what a joke yeah, a I joke. also think
2: listen, I also think you have to keep in mind that this is an Olympics, which is taking place in a country with the time zones don't they don't mesh. And any time you have Olympics in these kind of time zones, it never really works, because people don't tune in in the, you know, in the middle of the night, and they know what's going on when you rerun it, so... That's another area of this which is like ridiculous because every event that you're seeing, they're basically rewatching it anyway. So it wasn't like an essential thing that you had to go to watch the the, the bobsled, uh, you know, take place. Uh, I I thought that was a little a, a little ridiculous too, and it's not and like they went back, uh,
1: then they went back to the field with Tarico. Did you see that? Yes,
2: I did, and it was like all you yeah. see was the leftover confetti. I'm, I'm
1: like, I remember that you know we were like you know getting ready to go to leave, and I'm like, really, they're back now? So it was like a tease, like you know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna jam the Olympics on your throat, but then we're gonna go back to Mike Tirico on the field with the confetti on the ground. And was, yeah, and it was almost like take a look yeah. at what you missed. That's what yeah, it right. seemed to me. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. and
2: and I did yeah. I did check out like other coverage. I did go to That's the NFL popular. Network and yeah. stuff, and and it wasn't. Like, I figured my theory or my thought process was that they were going to pick up where they left off. And they didn't. You basically had a panel.
1: They probably weren't weren't allowed
2: to. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't have the rights to do it. Yeah. Because you went to a panel, basically. Right. You went to a panel, with, you know, there's that same panel, you know, that they always have there, uh, you know, with, with, with the guys, you know, outside there. Yeah. But it wasn't like you seen the presentation and it wasn't like you shot the interviews and I, I don't know. Uh, listen, again, don't really have a, a, a dog in the fight, so it wasn't as me. Ma- but if it was my team, that would bother me a lot, especially uh, if my okay. team was the winning team.
1: Yeah. The other thing, I thought that was a joke yesterday, too. The most important part of the game at at that point, when Beckham blows his knee out, I'm looking at a Verizon commercial. I mean, yeah, it was you know, very strange you, how they cut away got from your, that. I got, yeah, I got your $5 million a second, whatever you're getting or whatever, but yeah. crying yeah. out loud. That's a, too important to be going away from this coverage there you know yeah
2: it was very strange how they just avoided that and went away from that and got those yeah. commercials in and 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 uh you know they're very strange too on the on the reporting of it you know I mean I think it was crystal clear you know that he was hurt but and not coming back um but you really didn't find out until much later you see a scroll come you know, OBJ not likely to return. What do you mean not likely? He's in street clothes. He's in street clothes with a torn ACL. I mean, you know, and then and then you know, and then they finally report on that. Um, you know, and so it would would basically the same kind of thing. Uh, you know, coach uh, Coach May says uh, you know it is unlikely that he'll return. Uh, you know, I mean, I thought that that was
1: not the best way he, to, to kind of handle he, that he tore, he tore the same acl he tore the other time
2: yeah which you don't know how he repaired it um if it was you know a cadaver if it was artificial so they, you know there's different ways that they do that but it does happen in, in that regard um I, I would say, you know, uh, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. Depending on how it was repaired, um, may actually be better than tearing another really good one, right? Um, but uh, Maybe. Yeah,
1: I guess, it, but
2: yeah. who knows, uh, you know, how this goes. And uh, he's a free agent, I, I would assume, right? He signed that one-year deal, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's gonna be a big problem, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I don't I don't think he's the one year deal. I think he just carried over his last year of the the, the Browns. Yeah, contract, and he you know
2: and he, he and, won't
1: be ready for uh he, no, he
2: certainly no. won't be ready for you know, for or for training camp and, and I don't believe he'll be ready, you know, opening he'll be ready at some point next year.
1: But uh it's you a know, late it's you a know, late you injury. Know. You never know, you know, the way those guys can rehab now, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's the – that they yeah, need the whole but, year off. You know, it's but, weird. Yeah,
2: you know, yeah. I mean, even if it's a fast one though, this is in the Super Bowl, right? So, um, you know, it's it it's October. You would think, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be opening day. I mean, uh, what Burrows get hurt? He got hurt what in in, in November?
1: Uh, something like that. Some, yeah.
2: Something like that.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, and you've seen uh, you know that natural progression, and um, so you know. Old, the best or whatever, but but yeah, it definitely did change the complexion of the game, the, without a doubt. It changed the. Uh, it, it seemed like they were starting to really get on a roll, and uh, and what, what, that drive not only did that drive just completely end, um, uh, but you know then it seemed like they couldn't get anything going offensively,
1: for drive after drive after drive. To me, you're, to me, like listen. You gotta do this. You're gonna put a commercial. You gotta do a split screen there, and, and still see what's going on. With <laughs> He's all still back. on that, yeah. I know. No, seriously. You know, I know. No, I, know. You know, I, know. Being, I got you. you. You lost ninety-eight billion dollars with the Olympics. It's all not right. gonna kill you. It's five billion dollars for eight seconds. Yes, you I got know? you. Yeah, I, I got you.
2: Um, as far as, you know, my my one of my other issues with that is, as I said, when he got hurt, it seemed like that just the wheels fell off. And that's another reason why I, I'm a little iffy on the Cooper Cup uh, selection because where was he for, for two and a
1: half, three quarters? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have gave it to him. I, I don't think he, you know, he, he didn't even get 100 yards receiving. So I don't yeah, I, I don't. I know. That, you know. Yeah, I Not know. Just seemed a little, you know, no. it's a little weird. Yeah, and uh, and you know, and I guess well, you know, you put push... like, don't you, don't you like with uh, with eight minutes left in the game, call this number and vote for the MVP. Well, how come we see who won the game first and see what's going on? Oh, I didn't see that. They had fans oh, yeah. voting for it. Al Michaels, yeah, come come call this number, and and vote for the MVP of the game. Yeah, I'm like, that's good. We don't even know who's gonna win yet. And I'm gonna vote for the MVP.
2: Oh, I didn't see that. that. So, well, but no well,
1: what well, was that well,
2: that's yeah. that's a non official thing?
1: No, I guess it goes towards the voting.
2: So they actually used that and who they'd selected?
1: I don't know what percentage of it, but yes, that's what they insinuated. That it was a fan weird. thing.
2: Very weird. And uh you know, one of the things I, I, I never really I never really understand who selects these. I mean, I know the Sporting News did it back in 1970s,
1: but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, either. No, I don't know. What, do they just take a poll, everybody in the press box? I
2: don't <laughs> know. Guy, like, I, I the guy, really the, don't know. The guy,
1: the, guy covered, the guy covered her from Japan gets a vote, too? <laughs> I, mean, I don't you know. know. It's a bizarre thing.
2: It's like a secretive, yeah. bizarre thing. And uh, uh, you know who exactly you know picks these these MVPs is is is, is strange. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, it seemed like at one point there was rhyme and reason, and now it seems
1: like it's uh, a couple people in a room. <laughs> they just decide. I, 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 like I said, I saw the poll up there. I don't know. So what percentage of that lays into it? Who knows? You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess it is something that, um, you know, it seems trivial. The reason why I stay on this so much, Rich, is because, you know, and we know because, you know, we've been around this and the marketing for so long and the collectible aspect. I mean, this is a huge thing because Super Bowl MVPs, they carry on forever. Yep. I mean, they really yeah. do. It impacts a player's yep. life so much more than people think, because there's, you know, obviously they are, you know, uh, so many marketing things. It's a yes. small group. Uh, it, it basically sets you up for life. It really does, because there's always going to yep. be something there, you know, for you. And, and so, you know, that's that's why I harp so much on it, because people may think it's just, oh, uh, whatever, but it's really not. And it's and it's so sure. much more, sure. even, they, than other sports. They had
1: such, remember they had such the bad ones, like, in a row, you know, the Larry Browns, that the guy from Tampa. What was his Dexter name? Jackson. Jackson Dexter, Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson. You know, these guys live on for infamy, and it's hilarious, you
2: know? Yeah, and well, I mean, that's...
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah? Yeah. And that's perfect examples of how those guys mm-hmm. will always have something. They just will. Yeah. I mean, it's part of a small yeah. fraternity, like you said, and because of that, um, you know, their, their place in, in history... Uh it will always be there. I remember Dion's I remember the disgust on Dion's face as Larry Brown was named the M V P and how oh, his I second interception <laughs> yeah. in that game and how yeah. much it bothered him that a cornerback <laughs> won that award and it wasn't him. I'll never forget that. Oh I know. I know it.
1: Yeah, because Neil Donny, just gave him a gift of life. There, uh, two passes. It was ridiculous. You can, yeah. yeah, you
2: can say it. You could say what you wanted to say. Neil, and Neil O'Donnell, what? <laughs>
1: I've been hearing it for 15 years. I couldn't so say it. Right. We oh, kept coming out of my mouth. i kept trying to change it. It wouldn't work. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been hearing it. I've been hearing it for the last 20 plus years. So they they the might as well hear it too. <laughs> <laughs> the best signing of Jets history. The signing Jets history. So so there's that. So I you know in, in a nutshell, um, yeah. This was this, this was a. Uh, a weird year all around the board. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, I introduced the show from a standpoint of the Dolphins and Marino. But, you know, when you take it to another level, too, you know, what's a guy like Aaron Rodgers thinking? I mean, this was this was riping. It was ripe for him to take. I mean, this was really you know, yeah, – He, he should have ran through this, right? I mean, you don't yeah, grab hell, it yeah. this year. Yeah. You know, I I, I definitely – yeah, I just – it just seemed like,
1: Actually, uh, I mean, the fact that, that he like you know he manhandled Burrow on that last fourth down play and basically ended the game probably should have solidified the MVP award there. You know, yeah, but, I, well, that's my you point. Know, those big last big two plays
2: yeah. In, in, yeah. in a game that he was so disruptive yeah. and had, you yeah. know and had to confuse Saxon and, and Keithley, Those last two plays, he took the Super Bowl entirely onto his shoulders and won it himself. Yeah. He stopped the third and one by himself. And then he sacked burrows to end the game. I don't care whether he threw the ball. He sacked Burrows. You know the ball was an airplane coming out of his hand to a back that wasn't even <laughs> open. So you know that was the game. He, she, I think he should have won it. You know based on that. Well, as we talked about, uh, as far as the MVP goes, uh, it's, it's a very small community, and uh, of course uh, there's an even smaller community, not in numbers, but as far as how important it is. And that's the NFL Hall of Fame, and they announced their class. So we'll be right back and uh, discuss that, which will be. A very fiery topic right
1: after this hi this is larry zonka and you're listening to the pat Catello show
0: you're listening to the miami dolphins legend show with pat Catello, sponsored by don nottingham associates insurance don nottingham formed don nottingham associates insurance in 1975 while playing for the miami dolphins he recognized the need to prepare for life after football for all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
2: Dolphins Legends show final stretch here and uh, we announced earlier that uh, you know the uh, NFL uh, announced its its Hall of Fame class and obviously for those who uh, listen to this show um, you know this is a a serious matter we we take every year and uh, the first glaring uh, omission obviously is that Zach Thomas once again was denied entry in there Um, now I think Zach Thomas will be in the Hall of Fame. I think that's becoming evidently clear. Um, and you know, there's other factors, but this was a strange class. They put eight guys in. Rich, I thought there was a couple uh, guys that were definitely going to make it, and uh, and and really none of them did. Even the first ballot guys that I had thought uh, didn't make it. Um, so uh, I, you know, I, I Jared Allen, I thought was going to get in there. Um, he didn't, uh Andre you know, Johnson, uh not in there. Um, but uh Tony Baselli, Cliff Branch, <clears throat> you had uh uh Butler, you had um Pat McNally, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Dick Vermeil and uh Bryant Young. So uh there were some surprises there, but there's some that certainly uh you know I guess make make you emotional, that to say the least. And I know, I know. Like, let's start with the obvious one, and that's Sam Mills. Now, um, Sam Mills, uh, as far as you know, person outstanding, career very good, small school, undersized, uh, happens to be a New Jersey guy, right? Um, but when people look at Zach Thomas not getting in, uh, that's what the glaring omission is—that you put another middle linebacker in.
1: You know. Listen, there is no universe out there where Sam Mills was ever a better linebacker than Zach Thomas, okay? Nice player. I don't think Sam Mills is a Hall of Famer. I think it's a joke. You know, let him rest in peace. He's a good guy, but has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, okay? There's no way in hell that he was ever a better player than Zach Thomas, okay? The numbers aren't even close, the Pro Bowl selections aren't close. The All-Pro selections aren't close. The tackles aren't close. And the intangibles aren't close. Zach was a much, much, much better ball player than Sam Mills ever was. And okay, let me, ever
2: I mean, let, let me stop you yeah. there for a second. Okay. Well, let let yeah. me stop you there for a second. Okay, let me ask you, this, this is a couple of the arguments that I've heard um, basically for it. And nothing to, no argument, no argument uh, comparison. I have not heard any of that because I think you're on the money with everything that you said there. I had heard this was his last year of eligibility. Now, I want to ask you that because I'm not familiar exactly how that works in the NFL. But how was that his last year of eligibility? I didn't think they had that. I know the Veterans Committee
1: no, vote, go but they go through the veterans. It's like baseball. Now, I don't know exactly how it goes because, you know, it, it, that's another – you know, I think you're better off getting CIA secrets than the way they vote for the Hall of Fame too. You know, that's another nutty thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. th- you do fall out of that, and then you go to the veterans thing afterwards. You so know. what was he on? So he, does that, he, in was, he, he was in the veterans committee pick. Okay, then so I do. The it, then. Val- the, that, oh, I okay, then I do understand Oh, okay. That's that. a, that's
2: that's a little different yeah. though. That, that's a little different. different. I mean. A it's a little different in the sense that, it, it, you know, this would not have been the end-all of end-alls. And I think that he could have went in on a veterans committee, uh, you know, at a certain point. But I guess they didn't right. want to wait for that. And, you know, um, he, he, one other issue that I have with Sam Mills is that I think he played on an outstanding linebacking crew, but I don't think he was the best linebacker on it. I mean, I think that is Ricky Jackson in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, yes,
2: okay. I I think Pat Swilling was better than him. I mean, I I do. I I, I think Pat Swilling was better than him. But listen, he's he's a very good linebacker, and uh, you know, he was uh, you know a mainstay in the middle of that defense. So so be it. I don't think it makes him better than Zach in any way, like you said. And I think Zach will go. And that's all I got to say about that. You know.
1: you know, yeah, rest I believe he's a me, great I was, guy and his family yeah, look, I'm, I'm can I'm enjoy not, it. And, believe me, I don't have anything against Sam Mills personally, but you know yeah. in, in reality, I mean he was never a better linebacker than Zach Thomas. That's my point. No, but I guess and, for those different reasons and and that's look, if Zach lost out to another another linebacker, I would feel the yeah. same way. You know? Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's, you know understood not really against Sam Mills. It's against you know, it's against my guy not getting in. And, right. and I got to be honest with you, he, Richard Seymour is not a Hall of Famer either. Well, yeah, so let's know. move on now. He's not a nice guy. But there is no way in hell that Richard Seymour should be anywhere other than back of me line with a ticket to get into the Hall of Fame.
2: Well, That's all right, so
1: let's. All right, so let's
2: move on. So we go to Richard Seymour now, and uh, my problem with Richard Seymour. And listen, we always see eye-to-eye eye here because you're way off base sometimes on certain guys. I, you know, I told you Tyrell was a Hall of Famer long before you. you, you thought, I mean, the guy is, that's a walk-in first ballot guy. But my problem with Richard Seymour is that he's not the best player not in there from that team. I mean, William McGinnis, I think, is a better player than him that should be in there. And I certainly think that... Uh, that Teddy Bruschi deserves to be in there before he does.
1: So, and I mean, that's well, forget on the same team. His team. Forget about just guys on his team. But think about Richard Seymour, right? Yep. He, he was good with the Patriots. He wasn't, like, outstanding, right? When he got traded to the Raiders, okay, did nothing. His career fizzled. Yeah, So it did. You know, he, was a big,
2: he was a big – he was a high-touted free agent. That exactly. went on and, and basically did nothing. I mean, I guess you could There's say nothing. the same thing for James Harrison, um, but you know, and then he went back and was dominant again. He, you know, but but yeah, his career seemed to basically uh, go in a different direction after he left there. Very surprised by that pick. I was very surprised by that. Um, so yes. you know, we'll leave it at that. Um, Bryant Young, another uh, defensive Young. lineman. That goes yeah, in I mean, there. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I listen. Yeah. I'm not saying. I just think that I just think of other guys that aren't in there yet, yeah. and you know, yep. it's just a little surprising. Um,
1: well, they're making it, yeah. they're making it the Hall of Good instead of the Hall of Fame. They're just a thing well, is. they're dummying this down. Well, you
2: know, well, this was a strange it's class. A, it's no. a
1: popularity contest.
2: Now, Tony Baselli, of course, uh, Tony Baselli. You know, some people uh, absolutely think he should be in there. Um, I know you compare him to different different guys. Uh, you didn't think that he should be in there. Um, so, Tony Baselli, yeah. though, he gets his nod, uh, you Strike know, to three. go in there. Strike three, you said.
1: Strike three. Yeah, I don't believe he well, belongs in there either.
2: I think. This, well, listen, this
1: could be the worst class of all time.
2: All right. Well, let me let me say this. I have I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but well, let me see something with Tony Baselli. <laughs> I actually have a couple I have a couple stories for you. Um, <laughs> the first story, and uh, hey, who knows, maybe Tony listens to this show and he'll get get this. But uh, when Tony Baselli was first drafted, as you know, uh, I, I I did. Uh, some work for the Jaguars and uh, I was in, <laughs> I was in the locker room. This is the 1995 Coughlin Jaguars as he came in. And what happens is when, you know, the season starts up and you're, you, you get fitted basically when you, you know, we make the team, you get fitted for your, your uniforms and your jerseys and stuff like that. And what I mean by fitted is if there's customizations and, and things like that, you, you get everything uh, basically set up. Well, well, this was very early on, and so he uh, was getting fitted for, for shoulder pads. And uh, they had, you know, different uh, basic uh, types and sizes and all that that you would go through. But uh, he, he did not want to do any of that because he had said that he's been wearing the same uh, shoulder pads, I believe, since high school. I believe he said since high school, <laughs> and so and so he then brought them in and said, this, "This is what I'm going to be wearing." And then was basically told, uh, "Well, uh, you know, this, uh, this isn't going to yeah. fit re- re- regulation, and and all that." Kind of, and oh, I'm going to do it, and then this and that. And there was a whole and long story short. These shoulder pads had tape, and layers and layers of tape and all different kinds of tape and glue that looked like they'd been there since your high school days, Rich. <laughs> and so basically, <laughs> uh, that was a no-no, because that, that couldn't be on there. And so they've decided that if all the tape was removed uh, at some point, you could maybe squeak it in and let it go. And, uh, and, and guess who was elected to remove all the tape from Tony Buscelli's oh, to <laughs> So that's my claim to fame there. That's Did why he the same there. Yes, he kept it. No, I didn't keep the tape, no. I discarded the tape. Uh, after sixteen hours of removing it, I discarded it at the end. So so that's my one story with Tony Biselli. So and uh and quite frankly I think it's probably the reason why he was elected. So, you
1: know, there you go. You maybe you can
2: right? maybe you can introduce them to the whole family to get on stage. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> maybe I'll say, the, maybe video, I'll say the, the video introduction now. Yeah, I'll give the yeah, give the video introduction for the speech. Um, yeah. and, and, and then the other thing that comes to mind, to be quite honest with you, is nineteen ninety eight, I believe. The Dolphins are, you know, under Jimmy uh, were one uh, were, uh, were and they were right on the cusp. Were they going to win the division? Were they going to be, were, were they going to, you know, be a Super Bowl team? And it came down to that major Monday night game late in the year. Monday night, Dolphins versus Jaguars. Who's going to be the best team in Florida? The whole world is watching. If the Dolphins win this game, they're on their path to to winning uh, the division. Maybe getting a bye, going to the Super Bowl. So this comes in a head-to-head clash and the big story of the game is uh not Marino versus Mark Brunel but it's Jason Taylor versus Tony Baselli, because Jason Taylor now uh was in his second year and he was really coming into fruition and and the, the next superstar and then of course there was the rock Tony Baselli, uh playing next to him and we watched Rich together uh four quarters of Tony Basselli dominating Jason Taylor like he was a rag doll and from my recollection I don't think Jason Taylor got anywhere near the quarterback the entire game to where at the end of the game uh, I think he pushed him aside and then Jason Taylor stuck out his tongue and, and wobbled his head and made like weird faces at him and stuff like that and Baselli uh, obviously owned, uh, owned that so um, I disagree in the sense that this guy was not an outstanding uh, tackle because he was um but uh you know I, that's that's one of the things that comes to mind when i think of tony Baselli. so there's that and that's i don't want to recall <laughs> uh no i really like richmond Webb a lot um uh, I don't know. I, 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 I do think Richmond Webb uh, definitely can be considered to get up there. I, I do. I think Richmond Webb is fantastic. I do. Yep. So, uh, all right, uh moving on. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with Butler getting in. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, my biggest problem is when I see these guys and these safeties get in, I just keep saying, how is Dick Anderson and Jake Scott not in the Hall of Fame? It doesn't that's make that's sense. That's another to me. one that drives me nuts.
1: They keep that. That's these my guys Up there, and the other two are better than them. It's just ridiculous. That's another thing that drives me absolutely nuts. It, it, you you know, know, then
2: you want to put the the Cowboys. You know, they put their safety in, right? Uh, right. He goes in what two years ago? Yep. Who, who, who am I thinking of, Rich? Last
1: year, I think. Last year, I know we could talk talking
2: about. Cliff Harris. Cliff Harris. How does Cliff Harris get in yeah. and these two guys are not in there? Are you kidding me? I, know. I mean, these guys were the safeties of the National Football League for, for five years running. They were the safeties. Um, so there's that. And then uh, uh, Cliff Blanch.
1: Probably, the uh, probably the best three-year defense that ever lived.
2: Yeah, it was up there for sure, no doubt about it. And then you put Cliff Branch uh, in and, and, you know, why Why do you wait until the guy dies? And he just died recently, you know, and now you're going to put him in? Yeah. Um, I don't know, just, you know, kind of strange uh, in their timing of that. And uh, lastly, um, they put an official in, Art McNally, and they are dubbing him, Rich. i got to say, they are saying, I have to think, that he is the first official to be elected to the football hall of fame. That's all over the place now. That's what they're saying that he is. But you had told me there was somebody else, Shorty uh that's that right, is that's in that's there that was.
1: Shorty Ray. I thought Shorty Ray was an official. Maybe it was maybe he's known as a coach too and did both.
2: I don't know. I don't know enough about Shorty Ray uh, where the um I don't know. But they are dubbing him as the first official, so maybe Shorty Ray falls under a different category. Yeah, Shorty, I don't
1: know. Maybe Shorty Ray was a, he was a he was a football player and official, so I guess maybe he went in as a player, not as an official, but he was an official, Maybe. and he was the yeah. he was the rules and supervisor officials for the National Football League from 38 to 52. So yeah, there's that, was, that. That's the uh, I know that because it's the toughest football Hall of Fame autograph. I think there's two known of his signature out there. There you go, and uh, yeah. that basically wraps up
2: uh, this class uh, of eight, which. Uh, it is what it is, right? Um, it is what it is. Is you know, Ali
1: still alive? Yes, he is.
2: Because they showed him. I, getting, why don't, uh, he even, why don't he the, even know the
1: name? Like, what did he? When was he an official? Like, I don't even remember oh, this guy's name. Ever.
2: Long time. They say he's the father of officials.
1: So he's got that. I mean, you, did know. you ever hear about? Do you ever hear his name before? Uh, who's
2: the guy Do in the talk room? Who's the guy in the tuck rule? I'm kind of thinking it might be him. It could be. And remember Belichick says uh, we got Art McNally. I think it's him. Pretty sure it's him. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking it's him. And there's one other thing now, too. uh, You know, you mentioned this, and I was like iffy on it. Now you're 100% absolutely correct in this. The NFL Honors appeared on Saturday. Okay, And you were talking about how the NFL Hall of Famers knew. I don't think the Hall of Famers necessarily knew. I think they, they changed that process. They go there. Maybe they knew by the time that was aired on Saturday night. That's possible. Okay, That's possible because they changed that. But those awards absolutely were known. And not only were they known, Aaron Rodgers tipped it off for anybody who's seen the Pro Bowl and the Pro Bowl competition thing where they have that, they announced Aaron Rodgers, and they said three-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and he held up four, and they said four, and then the announcer said, oh, four-time MVP. I'm sorry, I I must have got that wrong. He obviously knew that he was elected the MVP before that show aired, uh, and and even, you know, yeah, before it aired, and so uh, there you go. So 100%, 100%, right? right?
1: Yeah. And What's that? Really, he's the he's the MVP of this year, really? I, I don't yeah. know about that.
2: Either. Yeah, Rodgers yeah, got I elected know. MVP. Yep. No, 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 I
1: know that. I'm saying is that oh. really, you know, I don't think he's yeah. the MVP of this year. You think it's Brady? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I
2: don't know. <laughs> Go out strong. Go ahead. Go out strong. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: Come on. Say the receiver you want to say. Go ahead. I'm not saying a thing. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I'm oh, there you go. There you anyway. go. It's unbelievable. Oh wait, you all know, right. big news, Problem-wise, we got a new offensive coordinator. Yes, a new we wide did. Receiver Frank, coach.
2: Yes. Frank Frank Smith now becomes the offensive coordinator uh from the Chargers and he from yeah. what I know is the guy that did all the running plays. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got a good one, though. The new wide receivers coach. You don't know who this is? Wes Welker. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, we finally got yes. him back. Yes. We got him
2: back. So there you go. Maybe he can two, suit up. Maybe get the two second round picks? though, back. In? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he could suit up next year. <laughs> and, oh. and uh yeah, maybe, maybe he could uh maybe he could suit up in, in, in place of uh, I say Albert Wilson. <laughs> I say Albert. I'll take him over <laughs> Albert Wilson right now. There you go.
1: Oh, I'm sorry,
2: i was the the second right? <laughs> Thanks for joining everybody <laughs> Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own boy.
1: Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power on.